and we're coming to you live from the MGM in Las Vegas. I'm Billy C, and we're doing the, our Canelo Kovalev pre-fight extravaganza show. And uh, joining me is Alex Papali. Hopefully, you've caught the first um, two parts of this. I think we're on part number three. Uh, had some great guests uh, so far. In case you've missed it, uh, we had a young, interesting young fighter. Uh, join us, Blair the Flare Cobbs. Woo! And Woo! <laughs> that was him. And uh, we also had uh, Sergio Mora. We had James Buddy McGirt. And we had uh, Kathy Duva. I've always had a crush on Kathy. Still do. Um, and uh, we're, I guess, up next is uh, Bernard Hopkins. Uh, so uh, we will be uh, chatting with him. Um, you know, we've heard some interesting thoughts on the Canelo Kovalev fight so far, Alex. And, um, you know, I, it just seems like Camp Kovalev just has this this confidence, you know. And, and I've only seen it a couple of times in the sport of boxing. And the most notable time was the walk, the ring walk that Evander Holyfield did when he was facing Mike Tyson. I mean, nobody, including myself, gave him any kind of a chance uh, to beat Mike Tyson. But yet he had this look on his face that he knew something that no one else did. And, you know, as we learned, uh, he was right. And I kind of get that feel between, you know, Buddy McGirt and Kathy Duva and, um, you know, the way that it appears that Canelo uh, has prepared or at least has said he's prepared for Kovalev. It just, I don't know. I, it's not a layup fight. I never thought it was. I've gone back and forth on who I think was going to win. Um, you have been pretty adamant about saying Canelo. Has anything changed talking with these guys? Uh, it hasn't changed, but I do think that um, listening to Kathy Duva and to Buddy McGirt has definitely made me realize that um, uh, this is going to be a fight, and this is going to be something um, interesting. It's not a foregone conclusion. I do like Canelo, and I like Canelo to win probably by stoppage. But um, one of the things that um, Kathy pointed out is that uh, McGirt... And um, Kovalev really seemed to have clicked. Um, I think that is evident that, in the, in the performance of Kovalev. Yeah, that since could be major. Yeah, that yeah. could be a major thing. Um, I didn't realize how bad it was with John David Jackson. Me neither. Me neither. Because I thought, I mean, if you look at his career, some of his best wins were with John David Jackson. I met John David Jackson several times, and he's like one of the most even-keeled, nice guys you ever want to meet. Very nice. And, um, you know, I, I just, you know, it's 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 definitely uh, different when y you're coming from the other side. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you never know, you know, what happens between them, whatever. But um, uh, that is interesting. I mean, now, again, it, it might not mean much because, uh, you know, getting along with your trainer... Uh, That's critical in this sport. Yeah. It, it is, Alex. I mean, at least while you're fighting well, in the ring, I mean, you don't have to. Uh, you see, no, no. I, I mean, I you don't have to be buddies. Um, I think you do. You do? I do because. Well, his name is Buddy. 
Well, there you have it. That's, no, but I do think I do think that you have to have a, a, a good close relationship because the, boxing there's so much trust involved. Trust, yeah. And you know, not only that, but as a trainer, you need to know your fighter um, more than anyone. Uh, you know, to stop a fight if you had to, or or to push the right button if you had to, and all these things that you can really only accumulate uh, from spending time and knowing the person on a, you know, I, I want to say intimate basis, and I don't mean you know making out with them, but a very close relationship. You know what I mean? And and I I do believe that that's important. And and when you look at the history of the sport. And the most successful fighters, they've all had trainers where they were extremely close. Yeah, that's a good point. And I do think that, you know, I mean, the the change that um, Art, that Buddy McGirt made in Arturo Gatti was amazing. Um, the first fight they worked together was uh, on the undercard of Mosley Ver Vernon Forrest. And um, he was completely transformed, Gotti. Um if he could have, you know, make something similar, uh, that kind of a performance out of Kovalev, yeah, this is going to be Canelo's toughest knife in the ring. You know, I, I just, you know, I, not, nothing against Canelo because, you know, I, I, I like Canelo. I, he's a warrior. Um, you know, he, he clearly has fought uh, the top uh, opposition, um, but... Uh, um, we got to hold that thought because we got Bernard Hopkins coming over here uh, right now, so we'll get him uh, we'll get him mic'd up uh, and uh, and we'll go from there. No, no, you 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 want the you want the better seat. Get the hell out of there! No. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you see how I waited till he sat down first because I didn't want to mess with him. That's my guy, man. He I put my money on you. <laughs> Uh, joining us right now is uh, multi-division world champion and better be Hall of Famer uh, Bernard Hopkins. 2020 man. June. You know, no, we were just talking about that. I Time mean, flies, man. But, you know, they, they pushed it down three years, not five now. But yeah. excuse me, cut you yeah. off. That's why I'm in this next year, which is perfect no, you know, timing. It used to be five years. Oh, no, it used but, to be five. But they said Ed Brophy is here. Matter of fact, he's, he's in Vegas, and they 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 ruled on it. They went through the process. They said, listen. There's no special rules for anybody. But they realize that, hey, they want people that's still around to be here to smother roses and not go to You the ain't going nowhere. You could have waited. But I'm not saying time. me. I'm saying me. I could have waited another. Trust me. I, I ain't had no problem with it. But it, I understand why the three years is now and not five. is because those who already in but not voted in, you know they's getting in. Why, why they have to... Why should... Certain people have to wait five years, where three years gives enough room to say, okay, they're not making a the comeback, they're not doing this, and and know what they're shooing, right? They they definitely going to get in. Just got to go through the process, and they end. Get that over with, and the, and and I don't think it should be some got five and some got three. Cutting it two years off the five year wait, I think it's gonna it's gonna be more positive than negative. And now we got to just uh, wait and see. I'm biased too, because <laughs> that means I get in next year. Yeah. Well, you because, know, because guess what? You know, um, I'm I'm feeling healthy. I'm great. I'm I'm on a veganism. I'm, I'm on a veganism now. But but but, but at the end of the day, um, if I can get it over with, and actually be in there, 
I can like my ego and my 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 work now can can work together and say I'm in all of fame now. Like like the prices go up now. <laughs> yeah, the, the pictures now there's no longer a dollar. Yeah, they, dollar. They, they, they five dollars. <laughs> Listen, I've always looked at the five years. You make an interesting point, but you know, like, don't don't you think that you think three years is enough? I mean, you're a different case, man. You you there hasn't been a fighter like you, and I don't think there's going to be. You were the last of that that era. I would have been in yeah, the era yeah, in the seventies and sixties and done well. And fifties. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. The, that's my point. Yeah. You know, the the your your kind of fighter just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, no offense to any of the fighters, but what I always thought when waiting those five years, it gives us a chance to reflect on those fighters' careers. Some of them need that extra time. But they don't want us to get lost in that five years. No, Think about it. You gotta no, start. Right. See, I'm thinking like, like, listen, like, like, I, we can have some humor, but I'm gonna keep it clean. Like, if I don't take care of my business, then she's gonna have to wait for a week. No. <laughs> He's killing me. He's see, killing me. See, see I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> let the car start up now because if this sucker cuts <laughs> off, then I'm stuck on 95. Oh, I know. Uh, on the East Coast. All those trips to the bathroom. I gotta go. I'll be right back. But listen, if listen, let's. I think, I, I think you get it. Three years is is more than half, right? By some months. The three years. Let's see how it works. They can always go back to five. After you get in, right, right, right. Of course. <laughs> I'm not. After after I get in, they can go to ten. Yeah, add another five. Right, right. Get a couple of guys that won't be there to see it, but we'll take the flowers to the grave. Let's talk about. Let's talk about your career. You know, it's good talking to you, man. <laughs> it's a big fight this week. Okay. Hey, who's fighting? No, we're gonna get to that in a second. But we want to talk about you because the truth of the matter is is the way fighters are today and and i talk about this on my show all the time you the reason why you fit into the mold of all-time greats is because you fought the best you never walked away you always seeked out the best challenges you you know you had some blemishes on your record that meant nothing and you proved that that doesn't mean i always came back you know, and, hey, and, and done something else greater why? i mean that's the pattern no i know but why are let's face it it's the networks and promoters and well, I'm not gonna it's say the fighters too. Some of them. Well, I'm not taking them. Listen, it's a, it's a combination of, 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 no, of no, all the things you said. But go ahead. But let me finish. My point is, is that when they get when they lose the O, some of the promoters and some of the networks feel there's no value in that fighter anymore, and the fans should be demanding that these fighters fight again. If they did that to you, we wouldn't be sitting here talking. Exactly. And and look, look, a team could get blown out. Tuesday and come back and, and, and have a good game Thursday or Friday and that blowout is really forgotten about but it's on a record okay great but they get a chance to fighters and most sports outside of boxing get a chance to redeem themselves football basketball hockey think about it y'all think of baseball think about it boxing is one of those sports that those type of moments where we are different in a big, big negative way based on whether you got an O or a few losses, but a lot of great wins. Because if you go back to way back, there are great fighters that's in the Hall of Fame that had 15 to 10 losses. But who? Sugar, but Sugar Ray look Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Robinson had, I mean, think about like, like, like 16, I think. Right? Yes. And then you look at his record, almost 100 fights. So that's to me. That's like one loss. 
I mean, when you do, if you do, I mean, numbers are numbers, but you look at the percentage, you'd be like, he never lost any fight. Plus, he fought every week. He fought every week in 15 rounds. Listen, I don't think, no, I know that a legacy of a fighter, woman or man, shouldn't be based on totally how many fights that they lose, but how many they won, and what kind of achievements those fights was. Hall of Fame, if it was a unification, if it was the hottest fighter in that era and got beat by somebody that, you know, wasn't given a chance, Felix Trinidad and Bernard Hopkins, 2001. I, I, I think that when you look at the quality of opponents that the person that fights over the years that they fought, woman or man, you must analyze who they fought, whatever they fought in, to make a opinion about where their legacy should be based on Hall of Fame, based on uh, legendary status in the archives of that type of conversation. That to me means more than a guy with an O with not an O. By no means uh, always what it says. You never got beat. But I, I don't believe that it should be defined based on an O or a, non a loss. Right, right. O2 or three. Or ten. Define, define your Hall of Fame status of being recognized. Because I'm looking at what you did more than what you didn't do. Or who you didn't beat, but who you beat. I, That's the key. I, I agree with everything you said except for one thing. I don't think we can blame the fighter on the... You know the generation he fought in, like what the opposition. Why would was. you punish? No, I no, wouldn't punish a fighter by no, the generation. No, you said you said who he fought. Like if if a fighter is fighting and there's not good competition during his era, it's not the fighter's fault. Yeah, yeah, but if he if their weight class is up and their weight class is down, you must seek be, out. You you must be creative. Yes, I became creative saying, "Let me fight Tarver," after Tarver actually took. Roy Jones career in a different era by knocking Roy Jones out. Yep. So I wanted to fight the big bad wolf that people said, hold up, Bernard, you just had those two scraps with Jermaine Teller. Yep. What are you doing? Right. You're going up 15 weight classes. And I hired the great Mackie Lowe Showstone from Tulane, Tulane University. Just gave a commercial. Um, <laughs> and, and, and voices. We, we didn't get a check, damn it. No, I said invoice. <laughs> I said invoice. Don't, 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 don't. I'm negotiating. They hear it. But, but, but listen. Yeah, and also Riddick Bowe. Oh, we didn't okay. have to balk up. He was already <laughs> balked up. He had to balk him down. Tell him to stop it with the, the buffet. <laughs> the, the, the buffet, right? And, and, and Serena Williams, he worked with the two tennis oh, wow. greats. And, that, and that's, that's documented. But, but listen, say focus on, yeah, I mean, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Not actually yet, but I I'm, look to be a shoe in. You're in. You're in. And you're in. And, 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 and already, you know, trying on a ring. What fingers are going to go on? Yeah. already got his ring size. <laughs> well, well, they measured your finger. I'll tell you what, if, the, if somebody, if there's the wrong judge there, they can get the middle one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you're on a roll, man. You should do, you should do stand-up, man. That's, that's, that's the good. green team. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, See, that's so funny. That's good. That's good. Uh, big fight this weekend. Canelo oh, against Cole. Oh, that's why we're here. I yeah, forgot yeah. about the... Uh, I was well, having so much well, fun. Yo, you know what's going to happen? She's going to start giving me the time like your time is almost up. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I don't want to do that. I, yeah. I want to go... Let's Stay talk about away, Chloe. <laughs> Stay away. Chloe, you got to go. remember there is a fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about this other personal <laughs> stuff. And you're like, Bernard, don't you know you, you got to fight the... Promote. No, when you start moving I, in, it's like... This fight's going to be great. You got two guys that really wants to go 
and do what? They want to cement their legacy for the future Hall of Fame nominees. Uh, uh, and and when, when their time come, you must accomplish that now. Why you're active? Why you in the game? And that's what that's a good spin off of what me was talking about. Is that what do you do? Why you in the game to establish the Hall of Fame status? You do what Canelo is doing. You take those risks. You go up and you do what only three to four people in the history of boxing accomplished. Not a lot of people tried, but only three to four people. I'm one of the, one of those people who accomplished that historic two weight divisions jumping up to take on the baddest and the most dangerous guy that's sitting here at this time in this era in 2019. And that, to me, is something that I believe Canelo needs to be, win, lose, or draw, respected for daring to be great. Yeah, I, I, anybody that doesn't respect him is a clown. Um, and when the fight was first, uh, get out of here. The, when when the fight was first announced, all right, um, I will admit I was like, oh, Canelo's going to go in there. It's going to be, you know, he's going to work the body, and that's it. But I, I got to tell you, moving on and and really looking at it, and and you know, adding Buddy McGurk because I think Buddy McGurk is an equalizer for Kovalev. Oh my God! You know, I, very, I, very 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 you know, smart, it, it, engaging, it, and going to bring. He's a professor in that corner. Which is going to be probably that, part of winning this fight. That's the difference with him in the corner. Everybody talking about the fighters. Yeah, they got to do the physical part. But what about the teachers that the information? Making the changes the, on the fly. On the fly. Yeah. That's you know, key. And, and that's where I think that, that Kovalev could pose some problems for Canelo. If, if Kovalev is disciplined enough to utilize his jab and, and establish the distance... Canelo's going to have to try to get inside. And, and what, what price do he pay that's coming the point. inside? And he's yeah. fighting against a bigger guy. You you know what it feels like to get hit by a light heavyweight the first time. Kovalev wins out here. Canelo he loses wins. in there. Right, right. Wow. Right. right. And I agree yeah. with you 100%. Right. right. So 100%. he's got to keep using those straight punches to keep Canelo on the well, outside. He has to use his size to advantages. He has used his height. He has used his reach. Yep. And all the other stuff, talent, this, that, all that's the other ingredients to make that recipe be successful for Canelo. I mean, for so Kovalev and Canelo, vice versa. He has to get in. He has to get in. He has to be that guard that's getting into the center's chest and making him maneuver his way, right? Right. In a way he's uncomfortable. That is, can't keep up with the foot, the speed, and all the things because he's too much up in his chest. Where either he's going to be uncomfortable, where he got to get separation to be able to view what's happening to him, or he's going to have to deal with the repercussions of letting a small man get up in his chest. And that's key. That is the strategy. Every tall man know that he's comfortable when he can see you as we sit here. This distance is what Canelo need to be conscious of. Right. He needs to be in the middle of this table. And that's what Canelo, I remember that was something you said to Larry Merchant after the Trinidad fight. Yes. Was if you're fighting a guy with a gun, you got to get in there and not let him use the gun. And that was what Trinidad had that left hook, which was like a big gun, and you took the gun away. His CAT scan <laughs> works. His CAT scan is accurate. This man here is, is, is cured. He's the vegan in him. <laughs> the CAT scan report is great. I'm, the gun theory. 
you don't run from a gun. You get hit in your back. You run towards. You're there. You grab the hand. You grab the gun. Man. That will save your right. life. But panic will make you turn around wow. and try to run. You cannot outrun a bullet if you're three feet away. Yeah. That's right. That's right. The reaction must be inside for Canelo. Wow. But the distance the, must. I'm squeezing this man right on. Okay. He's turning green. No, no. But, but, the, but the thing is, is, can, is, is, does either fighter in this fight, does it benefit them to make it a dog fight? Yeah. Who? Canelo. Canelo. Really? Canelo. 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 Canelo needs to make it a dog fight because. But that's risky for him. No, it ain't. But it got to be a dog fight inside. It because can't be a dog fight outside. Close. Right. Because the Linky. Link, linky. In the middle of having a dog fight, his punch is not short. His punch is not as compact as Canelo is. Look at Rocky Marciano fighting a new bull, somebody that's tall. Like, it's hard to get under. It's hard to be a guy that's punching up. Then a guy is punching down and slinky, got a lean body. You got to remember, Sergey Kovalev is coming in. Kovalev is coming in as a thinner, linkier fighter. But he's developed his uppercut a little. He developed the uppercut, but he has to get the uppercut in because Canelo is not a stationary guy. No. Canelo has a swivel of his waist, his, his waist which he has a really one of the best Mexican head movements that I've seen in a long time. Other than I seen two with drinking two tequilas, and they was they was, <laughs> that was him. they they was they was they was kind of moving pretty good. <laughs> but Canelo, for right now, to me, has the best defense in a long time that I've seen from from a, from that type of uh, nationality that can come in there and hit you and you'd be like, whoa, where's he at? He, he right. said, a, he said a, a comment that he's been lifting more weights because he doesn't have to worry about the weight. Well, that's what but, I had to do when I moved up from 60 but to 75. It, but doesn't that slow you down? No, because you gotta, you gotta maximize the weights and you gotta maximize the speed. What Canelo's doing, he's putting on the mass of a light heavyweight but he's still working on a speed that we don't see that he kept, that he want to keep from the middleweight division. So now you got this house that you extended it to be bigger, but the house is still at the foundation. Canelo's the foundation of the middleweight and junior middleweight, but this say middleweight. He's the foundation of that. That speed, that reflexes, that offense defense is going to be effective when Sergey throw a punch and he's not there, but he didn't move away, right. he just the, got out of the way. That's the the, right. That's that's now, that's the sweet science. Then you get paranoid, and you swing, and you got hit a couple of times. You're gonna be kind of reluctant to throw punches. And once you got that mindset of, you know, ooh ooh yeah, right I'm right scared right, yeah, right, I'm right nervous. scared like you understand yeah, not necessarily scared but hesitant yeah. And and, and if anxiety you, comes and, in. And if you can if you can get Kovalev thinking that he's going to get hit if he exposes himself, that's that little break that Canelo can take advantage of. Because now you got your guy reacting off of you. You never want to be in position when you're reacting off your opponent. You, hit, you hit. want to be first. You want to be the dictator. Hit and not get hit, but still be in position to inflict damage. Absolutely, and, and that's it's called the saying. matrix, right? And that's the what matrix. And, <laughs> the matrix. It's called the matrix. But but, but that's what Canelo is doing with his upper body movement, his head movement. He's um, he's forcing he's, not, he's forcing you to make a move and commit yourself so he can count on you. 
Right. And it's uh, called the bait and switch. It's, well, he's still in position to inflict damage, and once he gets Kovalev uh, overthinking, now he's not concentrating on his game. Exactly, plan. and he's making him react. Right? He's making him react. When you make your opponent react, right, and he's not planning on reacting, but you're forcing him to, to defend himself, you're controlling what he do. And when you control what a person do, you can maneuver him to do what you want to do. And this is what I'm hit you with upside your head, this left hook in the right hand. What's wow. your official prediction on that fight? Hard-earned fight down to the wire. Canelo wins by TKO. Sergey Kovalev extend himself, fight a fight inside, thought that he can actually overpower him, and he, it backfires. But it won't be a fight where you would say that it's going to be Canelo, Canelo, Canelo. This will be a fight where it's going to be rounds where we're going to have this conversation afterwards. I don't know when, but afterwards where there's going to be some rounds like, ah, I don't know, they both got, you know, they both give, give and take. Because Canelo could take a good shot. If he can take... He never took it from a light heavy. If he can... Bingo. If he can take Sergey punches early when there's a massive energy. You got to remember, the first four or five rounds of fight, we all at our peak of power. Right. It's when the rounds go down, the stretch of championship rounds, where now it becomes you exhorted some energy, anxiety then kicked in, You're, you know, the fights is in, you know, the, 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 the comfort zone of of not the middle rounds, but it's getting close to it, and both guys are extending themselves, we're now in the six, seven rounds. Now you're talking championship rounds, as we all heard. Now, can the lack of energy, along with the experience, along with the professionalism, along with who won it the most, can all these now factors be a negative or a positive for each guy? That's how not evenly matched this is, because some, look, Sergey Kovalev got some great advantages that I don't give Canelo. And then it's Canelo who has some great advantages that I don't give Sergey. That gotta come down to the line on A, who established dominance and who do it first. Other, the co-main event, Ryan Garcia, tough fight he's in with Dano. Um, it's a big test for him. He seems pretty confident in that fight. What's your thoughts? He better have his grown man draws on. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm he with better, you. He better, listen. It's going to be a big fight. It he is. Fight. He, it better, is. he better have his grown man draws on. And if he don't have them on, he better pin them on before Saturday night. Yep. No, I'm because, with you. Because um, we, we, at this table, know that he's fighting somebody that's not caring about none of that social media and how many followers you have. He's serious business. Yeah. And I sat next to him up in the podium and when you see a guy that don't have to go to the bathroom but he's moving his legs he can't wait to get in it's like a horse at the stall and I'm like do you guys you know do, do, do you guys go to potty and he's moving his legs and I'm like what well, this is kind of I understand from a fighter's experience he's chomping at the bed that if yeah. he don't have to go to the potty then this man ready to come out the stall like a horse <laughs> Ryan, no. don't you understand? You got to be careful yeah. what yeah. you say. Yeah. <laughs> He's saying he wants him. He wants him. Going, man, because uh, you know the, his level. Like of literally, I seen this. Like seriously, like he's he like this. Like it's a big wow. opportunity it's for like him. Like a tiger. You yeah. know, he's wow. ready to go out of the gate. Wow. All right, we're getting we're getting the evil eye from from <laughs> Chloe. So, um, Bernard, it was great. She's tired of hearing it, about this potty stuff. It, like, dude, 
It was great having As you. As always. And uh, we hope to have you again it, it's soon. Sorry. Right. And the next time we do this interview, you have a little bit of spunk in you. It's kind of kind of like, you I, must have a late morning. You know, the, the, <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing is, is that, you know, we, we were going to be a lot more awake and ready for you, yeah. but, you know, they, they wanted, you, you had to come early. As always, love, man, and respect, man. Enjoy the fight Saturday. Oh, we're going to. Bernard, we're gonna. I, Thank you. just as a pre-warning, I'm sure you're getting into the Hall of Fame, and I look forward to seeing Thank you, you there in he June. He knows he's getting And it. I really would love to hear more about your vegan diet at some point. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thanks, Thanks a lot. A lot. Thank you. Bernard Hopkins uh, giving us uh, his thoughts and uh, very entertaining. Um, you want to move back in the sure. seat? Sure. I'll come back. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Alex uh, moving over here. But, uh, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, he told it like it is, I think. And uh, I don't think that, um, you know, he, he, he had some interesting points that uh you know I, my initial thought on the fight was canelo and then i kind of was like you know kind of leaning towards kovalev because of the size difference and you know listening to bernard um talking about it i mean he's obviously um up on it alex and uh you know he makes some great points and the, the ones that surprised me the most is basically what he's saying is he, he thinks that canelo is actually stronger and um, maybe he's right. Yeah, I do think, I mean, that's something that Andre Ward had said, too, was that, um, you know, Kovalev is not strong in close physically. Um, he's a strong puncher. Um, and that maybe that's why Canelo is lifting weights. But um, I think Bernard pointed out appropriately that both guys have tools and, and um you know things that they're good at and the thing about what's going to happen Saturday night is we really don't know who's going to be able to dare to be great until the fight starts you know it's interesting um because Canelo seemingly hasn't taken um you know his knockout power with him as he's moved up he, he didn't stop Triple G he didn't stop Daniel Jacobs we talked about that earlier um but maybe the fact that he had to maintain that 160 pound weight limit maybe you know the extra 15 pounds right i mean we're talking 15 extra pounds he gets to add That's you know um and you know if he was holding himself back power wise like bernard said uh, about the the uh, the weight see that that surprised me too it's not the the it, it would be more reps not weight so it would be less weight more reps but that's not what it's sounding like he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's I think that's a good question. Is what kind of weight training is he doing? Is he doing it for power? Is he doing it for endurance? I I, I think you're right that it would be more for endurance probably. So you're talking like twelve to twenty reps rather than you know six to nine. Well um, then, well then the other issue um, is does the extra muscle zap him out? Because remember. You know, it was it was up until the last couple of fights that he was running out of gas. Right. Well, know, and I think, well, he fought in spurts. Yeah, I think that's the thing about him is that he's a burst fighter. Uh, that's one of his things. But again, one of the things he does is he adapts. Because remember, in the first, he fought very differently in the second Golovkin fight than he did in the first fight. And the first fight, he sort of held back and countered. The second fight, he brought it to Golovkin. So he's the kind of guy that makes uh, adjustments like that. Um, and I think that it could be that 
you know, if he is weightlifting and doing the high reps like that, maybe he's trying to get more endurance out of the muscles. I don't know, because like Bernard just said, Canelo's the guy who, if it, if it becomes a scrap, Canelo's the guy Bernard favors. Um, and that seems That's a strange. little that seems a little counterintuitive when no, you but think what, the other guy's the big bully. But what what Behop said was that if as long as he was inside and preventing uh, Sergey Kovalev from extending his punches is what he was saying. Yeah, and you I know? think that makes sense. Yeah, that, I mean because we've seen that even with Mike Tyson. I remember when uh, who was it? Tony Tubbs said he was going to out jab him. Um, you know, Tyson was like, "Yeah, well, if somebody came at me with a bat." I wouldn't stand on the outside and let them swing the bat at me. Right. I'm getting right in their chest, so they right. can't use the bat. Right. You know, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting fight. And, um, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, I, I guess, I guess the, the smart money has to go to, on Canelo. Um, you know, uh, it, um, it's an interesting fight. Um, and, uh, you know, Kovalev has more than a, a good chance, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that was a good scene. I, know, <laughs> well, I was going to say, what did, what I lost the, track of what I was, what did say. the smart money pick last night on the world series? The smart money went with who the Astros. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. If you're referring to me as being smart money, no, they, they were the favorites, but, uh, I, I, that game, the only reason why I went with the Astros was because I'm a disgruntled Met fan and uh. I despise the Nationals. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the truth of the matter is in this particular fight, um, you know, the, the, in Las Vegas, um, Canelo Alvarez, it's going to be tough to beat Canelo Alvarez in Las Vegas. I, I disagree with, with Kathy Duva uh, and Buddy McGirt, um, which I don't like to do with either one, but... I don't think that Kovalev can win a decision in Las Vegas against Canelo. I think that his only way of winning this fight is to stop Canelo or at least knock him down. And, you know, like Behop said, you know, Canelo's got a chin, but he's never been hit by a legitimate light heavyweight. I don't care if he's been hit by a light heavyweight in sparring. Uh, it's not the same, like you, you've said several times today. Um, but, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. I think, the, you know, even though there's a lot of pressure on Canelo, I think there's more pressure on Kovalev. Yeah, I think so, too. And I do think that um, uh, what Kathy had said, uh, I think it was Kathy, uh, about just some of the Russian uh, support, um, you know, and that we'll be able to see just from the crowd uh, if Kovalev's doing well, you know, they're gonna, he's going to quiet those um, Mexican fans. Um, so yeah, Kathy said that, and she made a great point um, that you know if they think he's winning or losing um, by how quiet they get. Right, right. And I think you know the thing about it is that um, if Canelo, I mean Kovalev, could win a decision here, but he's going to have to win a decision in a, where he wins at least nine rounds. To make up for the fact that they how's might, he going to do that? You know what I mean. Well, and he's going to have to win convincingly. Well, look at look at because look, yeah, if, but, but if it's a seven to five fight, he ain't getting it. Yeah, but look at look at the the fight we were talking about earlier um, with Mario Barrios. The guy he knocked his opponent down twice in that fight, and most of us still think that he won, that the opponent won. Yeah, you know. So I mean, and that was 
that's decisive. But again, that's like what you said. It was it was a closer fight, you know. Um, but uh, uh, I, I don't. I think Kovalev would have to knock Canelo down three times in the fight or stop him to win this fight. I, I think every close round is going to go to Canelo. Um, I think that uh, Canelo is going to try and I don't think he's going to jump all over Kovalev. I think he's going to try to save his energy. Uh, I think he's he is going to fight in spurts, and I think that he's going to try to steal the rounds, uh, meaning that I think he's going to come on strong in the second half of the or even the third, the final third of the round, the last minute of the round, and that's how he'll win on the scorecards. That's typically what they do for him in in Vegas. Same thing as uh, what they did for uh, Floyd. Yeah, that if he if he wins like you know the last forty seconds of a round, it's his round. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, it, you know, in the Golovkin fights, it did seem like that, although it's tough because those are really close fights, you know. So uh, I don't know. I I really hope that it's a decisive fight and we're not sitting here uh, debating punch stats and, you know, whose round was that. And it whose doesn't this. it doesn't matter. I don't think it's going to be that kind of fight. I think it will be decisive. And I think one guy's going to. Um, you know, win all the marbles, as they say. And I do think that the uh, Ryan Garcia-Duno fight and uh, versus Romero-Duno fight and the Marlon Esparza-Estrada fight, um, those are two fights that could steal the show. We didn't really even talk at all about the other guys, but I don't really know too much about them. I think one other guy, one guy's from Kazakhstan, and yeah, one's he's, from Russia. He's another one I, I haven't seen these fighters. Yeah, okay. one's an, an IBF uh, title eliminator, I think. Yeah. Let's um, let's go to let, let's you know we'll wrap up uh, the show here. Um, so let's let's break down and give our official predictions for the the main event and co-main event. We'll start off with Ryan Garcia going up against uh, Romeo um, Dano, and you know th- this is an intriguing fight uh, to me. I don't know what I just did here, Whoops. but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you know Ryan Garcia. Uh, he's uh, a young guy. He's uh, 20 years old, uh, and actually 21. He's ranked number 16 uh, in the world uh, by the computer. He's got a three-inch uh, reach advantage. He's got a two—I'm sorry—three-inch height advantage and a two-inch reach advantage. Uh, he's 18 and 0 with 15 knockouts. Um, he's got an 83% uh, knockout ratio with uh, 58 rounds as a pro. Thing is, with Ryan Garcia, I see him in out of his out of his uh, 18 fights I only see two that I'll even get a, give you know better than good credit for um, Jason Valiz is, is is the best fighter he fought and you know just like Sergio Mora said earlier uh, the Carlos Morales fight I, you know many people thought he lost that fight he won a majority 10 round decision in that fight um, you know those are the two top fighters that he fought and, you know, if you're going to look at Valise and if you're going to look at uh, Morales and then you, you take a look at Deneau, I think Deneau is every bit as good as both of those fighters. And, you know, he's he's hungry. Um, he's got something to prove. And, you know, when you look at Deneau, uh, you see him and you see a, a, a fighter that's only a couple of years older. He's 24 years old. The confusing part for me with this guy is the computer ranks him at number 38. Remember, the computer ranked Ryan Garcia at number 16. They're supposed to be basing the rankings on the opponents and who the opponents fought, etc., etc. And it doesn't look like uh, that was too accurate there. He's 21 and 1 
um, with uh, 16 knockouts. He's got uh, uh, several rounds more, but nothing crazy. He's got 98 rounds versus... uh, uh, 88. His four best wins are against good opposition. We talked about it earlier. 102 wins and 24 losses combined. Um, he uh, Christian Gonzalez was 16 and 0 uh, when he fought him, and he was uh, knocked out. Uh, he also f- uh, fought and beat Juan Pablo Sanchez, uh, Gilberto Gonzalez, and Juan Antonio Rodriguez. And um, I-, I think all four of those fighters are equal to, if not better, than Jason Valiz. Uh, and Morales, I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I I know that Garcia is the favorite in this fight. I know that he's ranked uh, higher. I think he's in all kinds of trouble in this fight, and I have a feeling that there's going to be an upset in the uh, uh, co-main event. I, I'm predicting Deneau to uh, to actually drop Garcia in this fight, and uh, if Garcia wins, it's going to be one of those controversial decisions I, but i'm officially picking to know in this fight who do you like um i yeah i'm very excited for that fight i do think that um that's gonna could steal the show um between that one and uh esparza estrada um those are bo- both real heated uh competitive fa- uh fights i'm gonna go with uh garcia to prevail in a hard-fought decision, like you said, that could maybe go either way that people will complain about and maybe um, maybe call for a rematch. And like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if Garcia tastes the deck at some point. Main event, Saul Canelo Alvarez challenging Sergey Kovalev for his uh, WBO World Light Heavyweight title. Uh, Kovalev is seven years older. He's ranked number one in the world at Light Heavyweight. Um, for you know, and that's kind of surprising by the computer. That's a little surprising to me. Consider Peter Bev and also um, Bivol. Well, he has the most. He, yeah, he has the better record in, yeah. in terms of opponents, um, and his record is uh, 34 uh, wins, three losses, and one draw. 29 of his wins coming by knockout. Of his three losses, he was stopped twice, both times uh, by Andre Ward. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, one time by Andre Ward and the other time by Alvarez, uh, Elder Alvarez. Um, his drawer was against Grover Young, who I actually uh, managed for a little while. Um, when he was 5-4, and four, uh, he got the, the draw there. Um, he has a 4-inch uh, um, height advantage, but only a 2-inch reach advantage, which I, I think is significant. You know, um, he is going to be the taller fighter, and we're talking about him uh, establishing his jab and what have you, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is he only has a two-inch uh, reach advantage. Now, when you look at them standing side by side, it doesn't appear that. It looks like Kovalev is is much bigger. Um, Kovalev has fought uh, some great opposition in the light heavyweight division. Has fought his whole career uh, at light heavyweight. He steps in the ring with Saul Canelo Alvarez, who's uh, currently the world middleweight champion for the WBC, IBF, and WBA. And, oh, by the way, he's still the super middleweight champion for the uh, WBC as well. Listen, he's fought the who's who, all right? He's been a different fighter since his loss to, to Floyd Mayweather. Um, you know, he I thought that he learned a lot from that fight. And I think that um, if the version of Canelo today was fighting the same version and age of Mayweather when he fought, I think Canelo beats him. Uh, He has become a smarter fighter, but sometimes I wonder if he's limited. You know, he does get 
um, you know, he 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 doesn't. I've never really seen him seen him fight a full three minutes all out. He does fight in spurts. He does work the body well. He does go after the head well. He does have good movement. But I don't know. Does he do it all at once? I, you know, he he seems to 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 do good things individually. Um, you know, I. It's interesting to hear uh, B Hop's, uh, uh, you know, idea of how he can win this fight. Um, you know, getting inside, etc. Um, and you know, he's right for the most part. I, you know, that's Kovalev's weakness. But you know, everybody said Kovalev's not a body puncher. But I can't help but remember what Buddy McGirt said: body punchers don't like to get hit in the body either. That means, to me, that's subliminally telling me that they're working on his body punching. And they're going to try to utilize it in this fight. This was a tough one for me to pick. And I've been going back and forth, back and forth. But I think at the end of the day, Canelo's going to win this fight. Um, You know, I feel that Kovalev has a very good chance. And I would quite honestly love to see the upset. Only because I would be shocked if they don't have a rematch clause in this contract. And I say rematch in Canelo's favor. I think win, lose, or draw, Canelo would have the, the option of fighting a rematch. If he lost the fight, uh, he would have the, the option of fighting a rematch. If he won the fight, I think he has an option to fight a rematch. I don't think Kovalev has those options um, as far as the contract goes, but uh, I, I, I think Canelo's going to win the fight. What's your thoughts? I think Canelo is going to win, and he's going to win sensationally. I do think there's going to be. I think he's going to win by stoppage, um, and I am going to go check the odds on that because it might be worth putting a little money on there. Um, but uh, as you, as we've learned today, I do think that the ingredients are there for him uh, to be stepping up. You know this this move that he's doing, like Bernard Hopkins said, should be applauded. It's great when fighters do this, moving up two divisions. Um, Sometimes you pay for that. And I think that the ingredients that are there, uh, Buddy McGirt, and the fact that um, he has shown in his last couple of fights with Buddy McGirt, he's shown a resiliency that he didn't have before. That's what he needs against Canelo, because I think he will be hurt at some point. But I think that as much, even if Buddy McGirt and Kovalev get along great, uh, and even if, like Sergio Morius, Mora said, uh, uh, Kovalev smartly uh, fires that right hand at the body of Canelo, I still think it's he's on his own. Buddy McGirt isn't in the ring with him. Um, and I think that at some point, Canelo will hurt him. And when he hurts him, he'll take him out. I, I think that Buddy brings an interesting element to this fight because he's a guy that I know can make the on-the-fly adjustments. Yeah. Um, Canelo never really had to make an on-the-fly adjustment except for his fight against Mayweather, and he failed. You know, um, What about Golovkin? You don't think so? Well, they, he did the same game plan through that. I don't know. Fight. That second fight, though. I mean, he fought masterfully that second fight. He brought it right to Golovkin. Yeah, that's what they criticized him for the previous time. So he said, oh, okay, well, then I'll fight you off my front foot, and I'll stay right in your face all night. And he, he did. He did, but, you know, when do we let the, you know, when do we talk about the elephant in the room when, you know, Triple G has has aged? Right, and, well, and I think that's the part of this fight that is you got to give credit to Golden Boy, and that's why it's a little strange to think he'd want to dump the promoter 
but again, maybe it's not Golden Boy who's like scouting these opponents. Um, the timing has been really masterful. As much as Kovalev deserves the number one ranking, I think he is vulnerable, and he's vulnerable to a guy like Canelo. So this, it, this could very easily be a cash out fight for Kovalev. I don't know if I believe Kathy saying he's going to go on, win, lose, or draw. Um, I, you know, there's nothing left. You know, he's making uh, reportedly 15 million, I think, for this fight. You know, what, what, if he loses the fight, what does he have to go on for? Right. For what? You know, um, punishment. You know, that's about it. That's usually what happens. So, hey, listen, uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, for this uh, great uh, weekend that we're here in Las Vegas. We will be watching the fight ringside. And uh, the next show that we do live from uh, my studio, we will be discussing the post fight uh, Kovalev uh, or. Uh, every single post that says Canelo Kovalev uh, so I might as well say that I want to thank the MGM uh, for letting us uh, do this here as well as the zone uh, it was a great uh, uh, time I also want to uh, plug uh, Uh, so many years ago but anyway you have any final thoughts Alex no I'm just glad to be here I'm looking forward to a uh, terrific fight and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, doing some trick-or-treating <laughs> happy I'm, Halloween I'm, I'm looking forward to that myself hey listen boys and girls uh, until next time I'll leave you with this ciao baby